Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you for joining us once again, Live Dominion Sonship. And we have a message, a message that the Lord is, is really expanding in my heart even right now as, as I'm speaking before you today. And, um, the title that he gave me this morning and, um, it was almost like a cover to a book. It was like a cover to a book. It's not like I saw it in a vision, but that was the impression I had was a cover to a book that is, is opening up. It's opening up. And this is the title, Bear His Brand Marks. Bear His Brand Marks. Bear His Markings. Bear His Markings. Bear His Brand Marks. Let's go to John 6. We were in John 6 last week. And um, the words of Jesus, let's go back to that verse. And it was verse 53. I'm going to look it up first in the New Living Translation. And so Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. And so the message he gave me is bear his brand marks. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. What did Jesus say? Did Jesus say, unless you work really, really hard to make a living, unless you work really, really hard to raise a family, unless you really work very, very hard to be a good Christian, you have eternal life? Is that what Jesus said? <laughs> no. What did Jesus say? I tell you the truth. Is this, is this true that he's telling us? Yes, because he's the word of life. He's truth himself. And he says, truth says to us, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot, you cannot have eternal life within you. And verse 54, but anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. And I will raise that person at the last day. Whether we go by the way of the grave or by the way of the trumpet sound of the ascension, the rapture that we call. We know resurrection is our portion because we have eternal life. And so let me look at those verses in my New King James Bible. Just um, I read a longer passage from verse 51. Let's go to verse 51 and read until 57. Jesus says, again, keep the context of what I read. That Jesus says to us, I tell you the truth, unless you eat 
the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. You cannot have eternal life within you. In the context of this message, I believe he gave me this morning. I know he did. I'm going to trust him to unveil it even to me as I speak. Bear his brand marks. So let's go to verse 51. I am the words of Jesus. He says, I am the living bread. I am the living bread. He is our sustenance. He is our bread. He is our life. He is the nurturing that we need. He's the fortification that we desire. He is the living bread that gives a life to our mortal bodies that is ever quickening us to believe unto him, to have a full assurance, a living hope that he indeed is for us and that he does indeed have a plan for my life and this plan is not to be destroyed, not to be crushed and not to be dismayed like we read last week in the message of um, press for release in the... Um, what was the core message of 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8? And so when we come to these passages of Scripture, He's talking to us. He's talking to us that we're now partakers of this living bread, that we're now partakers of His very nature because He is, He is the living bread. And when we eat Him, His flesh, and drink His blood, we're partaking of His flesh, of this living bread. We're partakers of divine nature. Not mere man stuck in mere human circumstance of defeat of trying to figure out a living, of trying to figure out my life. I speak to myself as much as I speak to whoever the Lord leads this way to listen. And I'm thankful for each and everyone that listens. But really, without me undergoing transformation, it from my life will avail nothing. Because if I am found in the human striving to attain to something, to earn something that he has already in Christ entrusted me with, we looked last week about this treasure that we have in earth and vessel, the storehouse, receptacles for valuables. We looked at that word, treasure. It's thesaurus. Last week's message is really upon which this week's message will be built. And we have been on this theme really since Dominion Sonship incepted over, what, two and a half years ago. But especially over the last, I don't know, six weeks, we've been building this moment of the press of faith, of the conquest of the good fight of faith, that we are more than conquerors in him that loves us now. And so let's put our eyes back to verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread. And then for a doubt you talk about his being his flesh. If anyone eats of this bread. <laughs> he will live forever. He will he will, Jesus says, live forever. He will live forever. So don't be dismayed at this, at this temporary little bump on the road. 
You will live forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will live forever because you're a partaker of divine nature. You, you have made that motion, that engagement with his flesh. You're found abiding in his word. You're found abiding in this living bread. And because of it, we'll live forever. And the bread that I shall give, this living bread that he has come down to give to us, is my flesh. It's his flesh. Which I shall give for the life of the world. This is to be fresh to us every moment of our existence. Because without him having done this, we have no hope. Without him having done this for us to enable us now to partake of the living bread, we will be hell-bound forever. We will live an eternal life, but not in with him, in him, through him in glory, but in hell. What has he done for us? The word says that the Father, God, did not spare his son. And along with the son, he is going to give us, he's given us everything. He did not withhold his son. This living bread, this sustenance divine. He says, the bread that I shall give is my flesh which I shall give for the life of the world. He died for us all to be reconciled now, to have a hope of reconciliation. And this is the ministry he's given to us Christians to cry out to the world, be reconciled unto God through his son who died for us all. This is how you share the gospel with another. This is the message of the church. That he is the living bread. That he came down from heaven to break his flesh. To break his body for multiplication. That we, that he be the firstborn of many brethren now. Look at the Jews. Look at the Jews. That's all carnal religious mindset together can be placed in this verse. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? How? How? How am I going to come out of this situation? How? How is this word going to help me? You tell me how. It's not going to pay my bills. You tell me how is this Bible going to pay my bills? How is this going to feed me and my house? Because i got to wake up tomorrow, Monday morning, and go to work. Yeah, how about we settle down and open our ears to hear him again say to us, Most assuredly, I say to you, in the New Living, says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life 
within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I'll raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Partakers of divine nature is your answer. The Tzadis is all the questions. So you will once again be found in the joy of your assignment and wake up Monday morning with a grin on your face. If God be for me, what fallen economy can be against me? If God, my shepherd, my living father, the living bread, has said to me that he'll sustain me, I choose to trust him. And then you watch the miracles. And then you watch his mighty hand come through for you over and over and over and over. And to each one, to each one, there is a portion that is more than enough. It's called Jesus, the living word. This reality of the word to situate ourselves and to situate ourselves and to ask for the revelation of this life. Say, Lord, more revelation. Lord, I'm seeking you today. I'm seeking understanding of how to live life here now, right now, for I'm placed right now for dominion, Lord. Teach me, show me. Instruct me and he will because he is the living bread. He'll feed you. He'll feed you. We have need to be fed. He'll feed you. We have need to be fed. He'll feed you. He meets our needs perfectly. But we're so stuck in a carnal circumstance, in the heady understanding. How can this man give his flesh for us to eat? How? Tell me how. When we are born again, born of the Spirit, isn't that what Jesus says to Nicodemus? What does does he say? Let me go here to the beginning of John. John 3. Jesus says to Nicodemus in verse 3, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we have access now into the kingdom of God. All provision. And we are born again when we received him in our hearts. And declared his lordship. That he now is the savior of my life. That I belong to him now. And so I have access into these divine mysteries. To have understanding. That elsewhere the words of Jesus is to us. It has been given to right to know the mysteries of the kingdom. To the world, to them, he speaks in parables, in mysteries. But to us, it's been given the right to understand his mysteries. So we can say, yes, Father. Yes, Lord. You did send your son and his flesh is true food to me. And his blood is true drink to me. What does that look like? Faith, faith, faith. 
that is of God, not of man. A gift from God. To believe a supernatural reality that is more true than, than what you feel and see. Because before not too long, we'll stand and give an account to the living God. And suddenly as I look back to my life, I'm 51 today. How quickly these years have gone by. I should have lived for another 151. <laughs> should Jesus tarry, it'll still flee by as a vapor. And we'll face the reality that we had access to all the time here now. And so often because of the cares of the world, they choke, they choke the persuasion of truth in us. And what happens then we refuse to bear his markings. Because we start bearing the markings of the world. Which is doubt and unbelief, rebellion, witchcraft. A carnal nature that is an enemy to God. Verse 56, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. And I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me. Listen to what comes right after this. In the same way, anyone who Feed on me will live because of me. Why are you alive today as a Christian? What has brought you this far today as a Christian? Your creativity to do life. Your talent, intelligent mind because you got a few degrees under your belt. I have some too. But I'll never give honor to the degree in my human intellect. Because Jesus says, and I say as he says, I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Because of him you live today. Because of him you stand today as a child of God with a living hope infused with divine strength to not just face another day but to conquer the moment, to conquer the reality that's wanting to taunt you. Say, no, I have a higher reality. I'm from above. I am born again and I live in the kingdom of God. I am transferred out of this wicked fallen system filled with war and fear and anxiousness of mind and pestilence. And I live in a place of dominion that is far above. Do you believe this? Do you believe? I know you do. And now we're asking God to open our sight to walk it out. To walk out his life here. 
because he also says to us, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Verse 58. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. But we will live forever. Uh, verse 57 and 58 in the New King James, as the living Father, as the living Father, the living one who gave us the living bread, because all that he gives to us is living. The living Father, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the matter and the dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. Let's go to Matthew 16, and then I'm going to go to Galatians, where my title came from. Matthew 16, 24. Well, we have read this over and over in my Dominion talks and Sunday morning Dominion life messages, and um, we're going to read it again because this is, this is part of our reality in Christ now. Uh, you know, Peter had just rebuked, sorry, Jesus had just rebuked Peter because, actually, let's read verse 23. And he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. The carnal mind is an offense to God. And what's amazing and always amazes me that here it is very clear that Satan works through the carnal, reasonable mind that we call common sense. Because Jesus had just said, that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, suffer many things, suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and to be killed and raised the third day. And Peter, in the reasonable carnal mind, says, Oh, no, suffering for you, Jesus. No. You are a king, Jesus. He, Peter says, Peter rebuked Jesus. Far, far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. I know better than you, God. That is not your portion. To bear the cross really is what the reference is here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I had to read that and explain that to come into verse 24. And Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So to eat 
of his flesh and to drink of his blood to partake of living bread looks like, looks like a denying of an old nature. Yes. So we can partake of this new nature of his body, of his blood, the new covenant that we have. You see, the two cannot go hand in hand. A carnal life, the reasons against, against the will of God for your life, against this new nature that you now have in Christ, and to be able to walk in the victory and dominion of God on earth. You can't serve two masters. Verse 25, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So now we go to Galatians. Let's go to Galatians, the very last book in Galatians. This is how Paul lived. Bear his brand marks because Paul bore the marks of Christ. Let's do verse 14, but it's really verse 17 I'm after. But God forbid, Galatians 6, 14, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that what he just said? Pick up your cross. We're to pick up our cross. We're to pick up our cross. Whoever, uh, Matthew 16, 24, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so Paul says in Galatians, but God forbid that I should boast except in that which I carry daily. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is our boast today? Because through this cross that Paul is boasting, that really God told us to boast, Jesus said, unless you pick up the cross, and follow me, you have no part of me unless you partake of my living bread that I am. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a tough message, but it's actually not a tough message in terms of what it can release in our life, the very life of God. Press for release was last week's. This is the release of the life of God. Because except the boast is in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world for in Christ Jesus. You know, I've read this so much and almost I can finish, I can hear my voice finish the sentence. And I too have to rein in and put my eyes and my thoughts on what I just read. What did I just read? 
that through the cross, the curse has been broken off of my life, is what I read. That through the cross, I have eternal life that the world does not have. Who, who is the Lord of the world? Satan. Damnation. Condemnation. Hell bound. But now through the cross, I've been set free into newness of life. That through his resurrection, I've received newness of life. That I can now live above. As he is, so am I. Here now. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, Paul writes, from now on, let no one trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. What are these marks? Were they just mere scars from him being beaten with lashes? Shipwrecked? Placed in prison? Were those the real markings? Yes, the physical markings, but it's, they are there physically to be seen because of an inward marking of Christ. Christ in him, the hope of glory marking. Is that your mark today? And really that word is the two and so much in Christendom right now. I might touch a sensitive moment and I don't care. Going after tattooing crosses and just to demonstrate to the world they're Christian, the way we demonstrate to the world we're Christian is bearing this mark, the tattoo of Christ within me, the hope of glory. To bear the mark of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, to live a crucified life for the cross to have marked my life. It's no longer death, it's no longer the carnal man that can progress in this life, but I live now because of the Father within me. Same as Jesus. These are the markings of a born again child of God. Let's look at this verse. And then he finishes that epistle. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Be with your spirit. Amen. The marking is in your spirit. And that which you have marked, and whatever, and that which has marked your spirit man will be demonstrated through your outer man. I want to look at the NIV of that verse, verse 17, Galatians 6 is, From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus, the new living. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. 
for I bear in my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. I like the amplified, the latter part of that verse, for I bear on my body the branding marks of Jesus, the wounds, scars, and other outward evidence of persecutions. These testify to his ownership of me. The markings of persecutions. These testify of his ownership of me. Not because I went to tattoo parlor and put a cross on my hand. The Christian Standard Bible, from now on, let no one cause me trouble because I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. I like contemporary English version. On my own body are scars that prove I belong to Christ Jesus. Oh, la bahata. Kila mandra. Think about it. But my life is marked by him to represent him. That I'm his. And that really is through the persecutions that Paul underwent. My own body of scars that prove I belong to Christ Jesus. So I don't want anyone to bother me anymore. <laughs> Stop bothering me anymore, Paul says. And so these markings are not external markings in the sense of uh, badges of honor. Because if there were badges of honor, then, then really Paul will not have written what he read just before he introduced this topic in verse 14. In verse 11, look what Paul says. It's not about the outer appearance. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand, Paul writes, as many as, a, as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, to be marked in this way of circumcision, to mark your outer body as a demonstration you belong to, to God. That's not what Paul's talking about, though. Only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Let's read 12 again for full context. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised. Only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. When you pick up the ultimate marking of God, the cross of Christ, that Jesus said, follow me by picking up that cross. There is persecution. The cross's lot in life for you and I is persecution. <laughs> yeah. But we know that we'll not be crushed. We'll not, we'll not be dismayed. 
We know we overcome this, that, and everything else dished our way. We know we're more than conquerors. We know we're born of God and therefore overcome all. So why fret? Why blend with the world and escape this great honor of walking as he walked? For not even those who are circumcised keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. And now 14, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the whole world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And then, of course, his, his outer body carried the scars of these persecutions. I want to look at this, the strong concordance of this word, brand marks. Bear his brand marks today and every day. Endeavor to be as he is now because you are. You are. For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. This word marks is stigma. The word stigma, 47, 42, the Greek word stigma. A mark or brand. Properly, the word study for this word is a brand mark burned into the skin figuratively. Holy scars that go with serving Jesus as Lord. And it's only used here in Galatians 6.17. The word stigma 47.42 brand marks refers to the literal scars on Paul from the lictor's rod at Pisidian Antioch. The stoning at Lystra, etc., etc., etc. Persecution. These, uh, these marked Paul off as the slave of Jesus, bearing holy scars for Christ. Brand marks, this word stigma, like tattoos which is the word stigmata, the word stig, uh, tattoo comes from this root word, but it's actually stigmata in Greek, were burned into the skin of slaves in the New Testament times, proving that they belong to a particular owner. See, when we pick up our cross daily and eat the living bread, his word alone to sustain me, his flesh and his blood to give me the confidence that I have eternal life within me. They're branding us in the spirit and to my own self and to the world that I belong to my owner, Jesus. That I belong to the only living God. And that the life that I live now is sustained because the living father lives in me. This is attainable reality for you and I in Christ. This is not that lofty of a moment of, 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 of destiny. This is like in the clouds living. No, this is putting your feet to the ground and walking as a Christian. Walking as a Christian. Because he endured the cross for you and I, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What is that? What, that's what Hebrew says, right? despising the shame. And it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's go 
First Peter, this, this conformity to him, this transformation that we've been talking for a very long time, to be conformed to the image of Christ, to bear his markings, to bear his life expression, is really comes to us through testings. Yes, testings. Let's go to, and we'll wrap it up with, with this verse, First Peter 1. I've been wanting to come to 1 Peter 1 over the last few weeks, and here we are today. Actually, I want to read first the... Let's see, 1 Peter in um, the New Living, verse 6 to 9. So be truly glad... Hey, hey, today we're truly glad. <laughs> A happy message today. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you have to endure many trials for a little while, a little while. Temporary, remember? Temporary, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, but it's working a far greater way to glory. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Maybe you can go check out how that, that process goes. As fire, as fire, where my eyes, um, I have to go back on that verse. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong, and through this expression of faith, is really, it, it's a conformity to Christ because it's the faith of the Son of God that now lives in you. When you walk in faith is really how you're ultimately representing Jesus on earth. You're giving him full expression to demonstrate his life through you. Because faith works through love. Who is love? He is love. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, how does it remain? Through many trials, there is a proving of our faith. To overcome all, not to succumb to all, not to be a victim of all, not to have a pity story and a sad little testimony of woe is me. Another attack, another attack, another attack. Oh, how about we advance the kingdom of God and destroy every attack? Why? Because we bear the markings of Christ. So longer I, but the conquering king that lives in me. Yes, this is the message of the cross. I am now a son of resurrection. I've passed through that cross from death to life. I'm a partaker of living bread. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. That you, you stand, you stand before him with this great confidence of having pleased him because you walked by faith. My new King James, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, it need, it, if need be, 
you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory in the revelation of Jesus Christ whom having not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory why because you bear his markings receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your souls okay i'm gonna do one more one more flash this is it this is it philippians 2 in the new living translation chapter 2 verse 1 is there any encouragement from belonging to christ is there any encouragement by, from bearing these marks? By bearing these marks of Christ that demonstrated I am His. Is there any encouragement from be, belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy, Paul says. By make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking this is what bearing the cross of Christ is. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Then he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that are the name of Jesus. And this is the name that you bear. That are the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow and every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And this is what we are doing daily by bearing the cross of Christ, declaring his lordship, declaring his dominion through my life that it's no longer me, but he fully living his fullness of life in me. Yes, we are done. Amen. Thank you. Ooh Glory be to God.